You are now listening to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Welcome, Perceptive Readers. This is James Lynch. You have to laugh with me on this one. Don't you know I just did an almost 30-minute podcast and my microphone wasn't even <laughs> hooked up to my uh, computer? Well, I'm going to give you the... I guess you say the information anyway. I hope I still have some of those brainstorm ideas pop up in my mind, like what's going on, because all of this was a majority of it it was coming off the uh, top of my head. It's like, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. So uh, maybe it'll be only 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes since I've already said it anyway. All right. (laughs) What a way to look on the uh, positive side of things. huh? So what we're talking about in the next couple of podcasts deals with Twitter terms of service. They have updated their policy to go in in effect on January 1st, 2020. Now, the reason why I want to go over this, because some serious matters uh, can be addressed by actually doing this. Uh, For example, have you heard me say uh, in times past, uh, I think some of you have, understanding the spirit of the law, the spirit of the law. And this is something that's based off of things that have been read in the good book, which again, I want to make clear, as you know, that whenever I mention the good book, it's not to be trying to say, hey, you have to listen to me on this or that or anything. No, I'm always sharing with you where my mind and thought processes is coming from, you see. And so this is why sometimes you may see me, hey, uh, give this situation a chance, uh, you know, maybe five or six or seven times. And then you may see another situation and depending on the rapport that I have with a person, this person may get a million chances or this situation may get a million chances. You know, it all depends on some of the things that we're going to talk about today because everything is not always uh, based on just uh, something that is written. Uh, see, the spirit of the law uh, or the spirit of the terms of service, it actually lets you know and understand why such a thing was written. Uh, I use the example of like seatbelts. In some countries, you actually have a law uh, that you have to wear your seatbelt, the buckled up, buckle up law. And if you are happy to have a, a little scrape or skirmish or anything, and you do not have on your seatbelt, you actually can get fined because you're uh, breaking the law. And at the same time, uh, let's say that someone else may see you uh, <laughs> uh, ride down the street or neighbor or something like that, and they're not going to immediately sit up there and say, oh, I'm going to call the cop because you don't have on your seatbelts or whatever. <laughs> and they, no, the, the point is they may say, hey, you know you should have on your seatbelt. Why is that law in place in the first place? Because it's meant to protect and save your life. So that's the spirit of the law. It wasn't put into place to cause undue hardship or burden. Well, that's the same thing where we're going to talk about what 
uh, the terms of services or the way that Twitter has written up their terms of service. To me, everything is very clear as to the reason why it's written in such a way, why they're implementing certain things. And there are other things where they say, look, we're just going to leave this alone. It's clear why they're doing this. Yet, there is a, a, a section where as you read over it, even though it's clear what they're saying, you can see in some cases why a person may say, um, uh, oh, uh, I better be careful with this because a con man uh, may take it beyond, again, what the spirit of it is. For example, see, something can be written and the person can understand it and, and okay with it, but then... It can be taken in such another way if somebody want to go there by causing somebody an undue hardship that then the next thing you know, it's like, oh man, I'm being accused of this or charged of that. And that's still not what you were even trying to do or what have you. But see, somebody had went there. Let me go a step further. And I'm glad that I'm still going to use this that came up in my mind on the last podcast that I told you did not uh, come through because my microphone wasn't even plugged in. Uh, and we're still going along with the spirit um, of the law. How... When you understand the spirit of the law, it helps you to see, too, that you understand it to such a point, you are not trying to cause undue hardship on a person. And that's why sometimes you, you'll hear a person, such like myself, even say, you know what, that's not what the spirit of this term of service or what have you was. But you're going there anyway. And see, so when persons normally understand the spirit, and it's really all, all most of the time when somebody uses the word spirit, they're meaning in a good way. It's like, ah, you know, um, no, uh, I, I don't want to use it in that, you know, use it in that way. That's not the way that I meant it because you're using it to actually harm somebody. Now let's go a step uh, further, I use the expression, not the expression, but the example where you hear God says not to use his name in vain. See, and this is getting back to if you hear myself or maybe somebody else use uh, an expression in a professional meeting, you see, that a person is not to use God's name in vain. And that means more than just saying, I'm not going to use a curse word with God's name. <laughs> it's actually more to it than that. The good book mentions that God is love. It doesn't say God has love. God um, is um, acting uh, with love or learning love or uh, trying to uh, fully understand and comprehend love, it says that God is love. What do I see when I read God is love? 
I make the joke that with my next uh, few statements in this illustration, uh, that I know some of you are going to say, see, I told you, God is a woman. I told you God is a woman. And, and you know me again, I'm going to say again, uh, no, he's a ma masculine, manly man. But I always say again that he couldn't have created a woman if he didn't have all of those qualities in himself as a complete being, you see. So let's get back with the God is love because this is important because we're still, like I said, along the lines too about being able to comprehend the spirit of a term, a service, or the spirit of the law of something. So if since God is love, the grand creator is love, what I see in my mind is actually um as an example, a woman actually suckling a child in that soft moment, you see, that moment of the child feeling confident, getting his belly full, just feeling safe, feeling love. And it's like it's all around that, just that whole, um, 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 set up their whole time together that they have where you know that mother would do anything for that child to eventually have that child take all these loving qualities and uh, nurturing and becoming again a full grown adult with those same type of qualities you see of love of being love. And one thing for certain, you know that mother would never do anything to harm that child at all. Now what now would it? No. Okay. We're, again, keep this in mind. We're talking about still the understanding the spirit of a term of service or the spirit of a law. Okay? Spirit of a law. So imagine uh the child around about sixteen, you know, gets his license and and now wants to uh, buy a car. Now imagine the child goes to a uh, car salesman. And I emphasize this in the last uh, podcast that, again, did not get recorded. And I want to emphasize it again, that overall, the car salesmen that I've dealt with, maybe only uh, uh, one otherwise, but they are human too, got some wonderful qualities. And so this doesn't mean that even though I used the term that one car salesman maybe have been a con man, uh, it doesn't mean that all cars, car salesmen are con men. Okay. So don't even go there. Cause I've, like I said, you, there's some wonderful persons out there who happen to be in sales and even car salesmen. But in this case, I want to talk about like the terms of service in contracts, even written up with cars at times. There are things that are stated, and if you're going according to the spirit of what's being stated, it's like, okay, all right, um, yes, I can agree to that, and, and things of that nature. And yet, if you have a, an unscrupulous person, and some have found that that expression, the devil is in the details, had certainly came to light with them, you see, where they ended up... Um, being uh, price gouged and everything else and 
they know that that one car salesman knew that's not what the person was really um, expecting or what have you, but yet they did it. Now, that's how an unscrupulous person may take a term of service or law or whatever and put an undue hardship upon somebody that, once again, it's a shame that it was used in that way. Let's get back to that mother, the mother of love, the mother, you know, who loves their child. Now, imagine the mother has the same nice, have a nice car, has been taken care of for years, and yet the mother ends up still saying, you know, I'm going to sell you that, sell you that car. Let me write up this contract uh, for you. And she just write up a contract that, boy, it's not, it's only about maybe a paragraph long. You see, um, and when, you know, when you buy a real car, it's not a paragraph long, it's a book longer, but that's a different sub subject. But the point is, let's say the mother, either way, whether she wrote up, write up a one page contract to a, a longer contract, you know, because that mother is love, you see, that she's not going to take what is written down to cause undue hardship on that child that she has suckled and, and, and raised and nurtured and did all of those things. You, you see what I'm talking about? And so this is getting back to the expression using um, God's uh, name in vain to help you understand this um, even more clearer here. How using God's name in vain doesn't mean that you just don't curse at God or use profanity in his name. When God said do not use his name in vain, he was saying, don't you use my name in connection with causing undue harm to someone else. Don't use my name in vain to take from somebody, lie, steal, or cheat from somebody. You, you see what I'm saying? Don't use my name in that way, in, in vain. And, and we could go into even further detail. So, are you a podcaster or would like to be one? Hi. I'm James, and I would like to tell you how you can make this process smooth sailing for your podcast or one you would like to start. The website is called Anchor. That's anchor.fm. By going there, you will have the tools needed to get you off to a great start of podcasting. I, for myself, have been podcasting for over five years now. But notice the features that Anchor has for us. It is easy. With these creation tools, you can edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Yes, even on the fly from your phone, there is an app you can use to upload. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and even Google. You can also make money from your podcast. Some vendors or companies you may be using right now, they do have a minimum listenership. Well, with Anchor... By using them, you will actually be able to build your listenership with the distribution and the tools that they have and can also make some profit while you're at it. So it's everything you need to make a podcast to get started or to enhance your already listenership. You will appreciate Anchor. That's anchor.fm.
Here's the difference because remember, God is love. So he's not going to do that uh, uh, to his child. So terms of service and spirit of the law, a spirit of what's being written, we're going into this of the Twitter contract because since 2010, com, uh came online, which is owned by James Lynch Jr. And I uh, feel strongly, as some of you know, that I do thank the grand creator because in my view of the God is love. This was an opportunity to share my audiobooks, create my audiobooks, and do all sorts of things creatively. Where, you know, I could, I, and you know, I'll be very clear about something where I say, hey, this is just a story, a hypothetical story, even though these stories, you will find since there's nothing new under the sun. It can always apply in some type of situation. And that's what sometimes persons put in their books in the beginning. That any reference is just coincidental to this or that situation. But stories are meant to help make things in a palatable way that a person can accept and learn at the same time. So, well, you know, uh, with that uh, being said, I still will say in a minute, hey, this is just a story to help you, to cause you to think, or, or, or what have you. And then if I'm talking about the good book in a serious way, you, you see, which, you know, again, I'm, I do uh, from time to time. I say, no, look, pay attention to me here <laughs> on, on this one. I'm not making this up. I'm not doing any double meaning or double speaking. And see, and I have to say this. Listen to me very closely on this. Very closely. I put up a statement months ago that I talked about the sanctuary and I mentioned about how certain things uh, wouldn't be appropriate for the sanctuary. And, and I said that for a reason. And I'm about to give you that reason now. Make no mistake about it. And I'll say this to you or anyone in their face. The reason why so many people have a hard time understanding the good book is because they done learned so many different ways of doublespeak, um, hidden knowledge, deep knowledge. Oh, my stomach just on the ground now. Deep knowledge in all sorts of other types of knowledge that every time they speak to somebody, then they got to go and actually decipher something else is being said. And then that has to be deciphered or what have you. That when someone comes to them and just says something very clearly with the good book, like I just said about what using, not using God's name in vain means, it's still hard for them to understand because they have so much of that different type of knowledge going around in their, their heads and minds that it's still hard for them to understand and see the clear spirit behind what was just said.
And that's why so many persons have a difficult time understanding the Bible. They've learned stuff way already beyond when even their minds and bodies uh, were prepared to learn and know these things. See, this is another thing on a, on a separate level of why I told you I mentioned about privacy and things of that nature. I don't ascribe to, you know, uh, some of the persons who, who like to always say, uh, where everything is connected. Okay. Yeah. Everything is connected, but that still doesn't mean that the spirit and the God given of what privacy is goes out the window. It doesn't mean just because you have access to something that you should just look at it and open it anytime you want to because you have access to it, especially against another person's wishes. See, we're getting into terms of service, the spirit of what you're going to see written in um, Twitter. So you're going to see certain things stated and and I know, once again, the way that uh, Twitter is actually stating it, yet, if somebody want to be unscrupulous, how they may take it far beyond the spirit of what it's being said in. And the next thing you know, you do have persons with copyright infringement and, and, and things of that nature. Why is this so important? Because since 2010... 2010, okay, parkbooks.com is owned by James Lynch Jr. And at the same time, you know, I even used to have a Twitter handle, uh, which uh, some of you know. So because some have wondered, then why doesn't he have his brand in this area or that area? Where in some of these areas, I actually did. And Twitter was the main one, actually one of the first ones uh, uh, that I grabbed. Yet there was such an onslaught of corporate espionage. And I assure and I encourage you to look such things up. You can even look it up on the uh, website that there was an onslaught to literally take the popbooks.com um, brand name and ownership away from yours truly, you see. And as I told one man uh, recently, because he appreciates uh, that I talk about, uh, I guess you could say, the more serious and deeper subjects uh, on matters like this, but it's nice to be able to talk about it without having as much frustration uh, come off my voice as you know some of those uh, podcasts have, and I'm not removing any of those. But you see, getting back to why this is so important, going forward is because over the past two months, oh, before I get to over the past two months, like with what happened to, to my Twitter handle, it was under such an onslaught. It cracked me up how just a few years ago when more and more people started talking about, uh, um, uh, what was it? Uh, shadow banning and things of that nature. And you heard me mention before, Hey, I was the testing ground for all of that. You see, it's shadow banning or what, or what have you. So, you know, this is just what I've dealt with uh, for years, even before all the mainstream people even knew about it. But again, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So yet with this, uh, eventually, because of all the hacking and things of that nature, it was getting to the point where things were being tweeted out over my pocketbooks.com. 
uh, my popular Twitter account, things that I didn't even t- uh, tweet. And, and so uh, I said, I guess Twitter just finally just got tired of it. And first they held my account in abeyance and then they just, you know, locked it down all together so that no one again uh, could use uh, that brand, but make no mistake about it. It did, you know, you can look it up. You can verify it originally belonged to me, uh, James Lynch Jr. as the owner. Uh, so with that, the same type of intense effort has been, um, uh, and I keep using the term uh, onslaught on pockbooks.com as well since its inception. And what has uh, happened over the past two months, that's why I find these terms of services, even by uh, Twitter, very, very interesting, is not only did I start working on protecting my assets, my ownership of my brand, but then I started taking ground, serious uh, making ground on not only holding on to what I got, but taking back what is the parkbooks.com brand, whether it's from domain names to IP addresses, things of that nature, and see, it's working. And so don't be surprised if you start seeing knockoffs here and there, maybe even all over the world of intellectual property, content property, things that you may have even purchased, you know, quite possibly, that you're thinking maybe you were actually helping me out and uh and that I received this or I received that and um I I should I'm telling you right now no I, I didn't but I'm not going into the details of that yet before we move on see and there's something because it's still coming up to the 30 minutes just think about this there may have been some over the years well you know, if they, especially initially, initially, would have just came to me and treated me with dignity. And I've already expressed the difference between dignity and respect. But I say when I talk about dignity, I talk about dignity by being a human being made in God's, the grand creator's image. And so I like to emphasize that because, uh, okay, I'm giving you that, that, hey, respect is earned. And so, but my whole point is you cannot even, you don't even have to respect somebody, but it still doesn't mean that you treat them without dignity. You see, and so dignity still requires just basic things, a a basic way of even treating a human being. And yet, if you want to go into the good book once more, you will still even hear the uh, the greatest prophet of all even still say, you know what? Now, even if you don't even respect somebody, look at some of these elevated thoughts. I would still want you to treat them as a time. Boy, that's something else. But (laughs) but. Again, dignity, I want to mention, if certain persons just would have, depending on our rapport, even persons who I didn't like, and, and persons can verify this, I can have my favorite drink. And even somebody who who I don't get along with could have said, 
hey, can I have half of that uh, uh, that drink or some of that drink? Do you think I would pour them half of it? See, those of you who know me probably said, no, you probably would have still just gave him the whole drink or this person the whole drink. So it's the same thing with uh, a lot of stuff that, that uh, went on. Between the straight up con men that were doing all of this and carrying out all this corporate espionage, you know, I had related to some people. This is what I need for you to do right now because I need to be able to tell the difference between who is doing what and, and why. And this has nothing to do with a lack of faith in this area or that area. I need to know so that I know when to call in this, bring in the authorities or what have you. This is one of the reasons why now here, what the year of 2019, after all these years that I said again, the parkwoods.com is James Lynch Jr.'s and whatever is mine of, of taking it back. This is just good business, good professionalism. It's, you know, uh, for the majority of people, it, it, it's not even anything personal. And, uh, and as I said before, though, probably for the majority of those persons, if they just would have came to me and just asked, they already know in their heart and mind they would have received. But instead, it was done in such a way to make a mockery of the popbooks.com on a level that is just plain and if they're using it in God's name, just God defaming, just playing God defaming the way that they did it. And so um, we're going to go into the uh, terms of service and um, in the next podcast where we'll break down some things and help you to understand what to look for in this Twitter uh, terms of service that's updating January 1st, 2020. And guess what? I'm sure there'll be many persons talking about it probably and making videos on it. Yet, I want to emphasize that there may be one section. There is a section that I think I'll share with you to really look for. And if somebody or someone who's very <laughs> astute in, in, in catching some of these things already, you see, uh, they may say it. And I may even reference them if I happen to look up a video on it because I already know what I'm going to say. But if somebody does come out with it and they actually covered that one section, I think I'm going to reference uh, that in the video too. Uh, what my thought process processes was on this as well. So thank you, perceptive readers, for being here. And um, again, really appreciate you. Uh, thank you for sharing the podcast, the new, not the, the, the new app. Thank you for sharing the new app. It's really growing. Uh, the podcast is growing. It's just uh, very nice. You have a wonderful day and take care of your loved ones. Bye bye. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality. <laughs>